please. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again as uh, we continue on in the series we're doing uh, on developing a disciple's heart. And uh, this series is really all about uh, a response to the question that, that uh, Jesus was asked when he, he was asked, what's the most important commandment? I, I said he was asked, what's the most important thing? His answer, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. That, in that is the foundation for living as disciples. And we've, we're 16 weeks into it now and we'll be in it for quite a bit longer. Um, we've... we've Made it very practical. I said, you know, if, if you can be thankful every day for five things and encourage two people and, uh, and live by doing the next right thing, that kind of covers that whole verse. I've explained that many times. Um, but the reality is we don't always make it. We're not always thankful. We don't always encourage others. And we don't always do the next right thing. So we're trying to dig a little deeper and, and develop the hearts of disciples that are in each one of us. Priming the pump, we've called it. And, um, it's really about seven sections of Scripture that I'm working through with you that I hope you will incorporate into your life uh, on a regular basis. Uh, it's, it's, uh, they're the spiritual disciplines. Uh, I don't use the word much because people have trouble sometimes with the word and the thought of discipline, but we're disciples, and it's the same word. Um, it's all about connecting with God in a very real way and, and uh, giving you some tools to do that and knowing that if we don't develop that, um, we, we end up missing the, big, the bigger part of life and we kind of settle for something far less. And unfortunately, that's part of the dynamic we have, even as believers in our culture. We often settle for way less than we should be experiencing in God. That God is a... Yeah, we're in relationship with God and, and too many people know God as a concept and not as, a, as someone they're in relationship with. And, and even followers. We get the idea with even have grasped salvation, but that's not the end all. It's, it's that we can relate to God. We can be in relationship with Him. And like any relationship, it takes time and it has to be developed. And so we're, we're trying to give you some, some ways to dig deeper into that so that you can experience God in a very real way. I mean, that's, that's the end result. You should be experiencing God in your life. The Holy Spirit lives in you. It's, it's a very real thing. And it's more real than the natural stuff all around us. And yet the natural stuff tends to take precedent. Um, our five senses that, that help us to operate in the natural tend to override the, the sense that we have to operate in, in the, the, uh, the realm with God and the kingdom of God, which is faith. And, and, uh, and yet we have to develop our faith. Just like our other senses are kind of developed over time, we, get, you know, they, we are working them all the time, we have to proceed on in our faith. And so we're, we're trying to help everybody do that. So we're going to talk some more today about a very important verse. We're in the, uh, we've, we've spent weeks talking about getting focused and uh, the holy place and, and, and access to the holy place and having access to the literal presence of God in relationship with God in Christ and how He sees us. And we talked about the importance of being thankful for week after week and what that looks like and what that means. And now we're, we're talking about getting connected, sort of entering in prayer, using the Lord's Prayer as a model here. Uh, talking about God as Father, first and foremost, and what that looks like. And last week we talked a little bit about the kingdom being His rule and reign in our lives, and not a literal place. The kingdom is His rule and His reign, His authority to rule and reign in us. Today we're going to cover uh, a very small verse, but, but maybe one of the most profound verses in Scripture, give us today our daily bread. 
And I want to dig into that. But before I do, as normal, I have a few things I want to talk about. A couple of weeks ago, I asked you if you'd heard about the guy that ran through a screen door and that he had strained himself, which you really didn't care for at all. So, so I liked it. And <laughs> so then I, I wonder, you know, today, if you heard about the guy that fell on a saw and cut his whole left side off. He's all right now. Do you hear about the guy that stole a truckload of prunes? He's been on the run for the last month. And I don't know if this one, I I need to to get some feedback before I run this one into the weekend. Did you hear about the guy that drank eight Cokes and burped seven up? (laughs) It's a keeper? (laughs) Okay. That's all I got. All right. I might not be able to use the last one because it's funny. Okay. Um, so, so we've talked about, as I said, moving back in now, uh, getting focused, getting thankful, and, and we're talking it this week about getting uh, connected once again. The Lord's Prayer is our model and what that looks like. Um, our scripture reading for today is Philippians 4, 19 and 20 out of the message paraphrase. You can be sure that God will take care of everything you need His generosity exceeding even yours in the glory that pours from Jesus. Our God and Father abounds in glory that just pours out into eternity. And blessed be the word of the Lord. I want that in your mind today as we look together at Matthew 6.11. Give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. Um, Many, when we get to the Lord's Prayer, I'd say it's one of those, because I try and memorize Scripture. The Lord's Prayer is one of those verses when, because most of us know it. We know it as little kids somewhere along the line. Even kids that don't grow up in churches or church homes seem to know the Lord's Prayer. It's in music and all sorts of stuff and they tend to know the Lord's Prayer. Um, but it's funny, little kids often learn it about the same time they learn the Pledge of Allegiance. And whenever I read that verse, I'm reminded of the, the kid who kind of got him confused and he was doing the Lord's Prayer and he said, Give us this day our daily bread with liberty and justice for all. Uh, and again, we're digging into these verses. We're trying to make them practical is how they apply in this process. And uh, uh, bread is an interesting thing. Give us today our daily bread. So there's some stuff that I want to talk about about bread before we really dig in um, to the message. I have some of the verses in there. First off, bread is a primary food staple throughout the world. Uh, it's, it's one of the main sort of staples of food that, that exists. And so um, the, the, the concept behind it is if you have bread, you eat. Um, and so uh, almost all cultures have some form of bread. And um, generally it's one of the first things that people try and get a hold of uh, for sustenance. Bread is a big deal throughout the Bible. Bread's a big deal. God gave them bread with manna. Um, but the, the picture is that if you have bread, your physical needs are met. That's kind of the, the first implication of bread, but scripturally, bread also has a lot of other sort of symbolic meanings. Um, it's also used to remind us of spiritual food. Matthew four four, Jesus said, "It is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God." And so, the the word of God, the Bible, then is bread for our souls. And I've been spending a lot of time thinking about this, and I have this little question I want you to think about this week. This would be the Think about this question this week. When you uh, think about your life, do you, do you understand that 
Now, this is the question. Are you a body with a soul, or are you a soul with a body? And how you think of yourself in that light impacts the way you live this life significantly. And, and, and in case you're wondering, you're a soul with a body. And so, um, it, that w- I, I want you to ponder that this week at, at how you're living your life. Are you living life like you're a body with a soul, or are you living life like you're a soul with a body? Because it will make a big difference on the way you look at life. We talk about the temporal and the eternal. It's along those lines again. And I meet a lot of people, believers, that are living like they're a body with a soul. And, and the, the, you, it's flipped. Because you're really a soul with a body. And when you start thinking that way, it will impact the way that you move through life because you get what's more important. Your soul is, that's you, and that will be you forever with God in eternity already starting now. The, this body's going to wear out. Most of you are already experiencing that at some level. Um, it starts to fade. <laughs> and things happen, and things all of a sudden don't work anymore, and you're like, what happened? Um, and, and, and so... Uh, so who, I was walking out I was going back to the back the other day to see somebody oh it was Joe and he goes man you're really gray <laughs> I was like thanks <laughs> yeah he said it looks like what happens to the presidents when they get in office and if you ever notice the stress what that does to them they go into the office with colored hair and they like a year and a half later whoop, gray all of them and uh uh, that has nothing to do with any. The, the, the thing is, though, this body wears out. It's not going to last. It's just not made to last. You get a new one at some point to connect with your eternal soul. You'll get an eternal body, and that's a cool one. This one, just, you know, sin destroys it. And things start to happen, and we're subject to all sorts of stuff. And so, um, and yet, if we don't come to grips with it, Again, our senses overpower us, and, and our natural senses are so strong, I already touched on that, that they, they, take it, they tend to make us focus on, the, on the, the body instead of the soul. And the, our focus needs to be on our soul, not our body. Take care of the body, but, but as we take care of the soul, then we do that. And so, this is a big question for you to consider. And it will impact the way that you live life, because most of, a lot of the times we're living flipped from the way that we should. And so I want you to think about that this week. That's the question of the week. Um, when you look at your life, are you a body with a soul or a soul with a body? Bread's also a reminder of our need for fellowship. Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Um, in our lives, we have, we have very significant relational needs. Relationship with God and relationship with others. a huge part of taking care of our souls. And, and so... Um, it's another thing for us to be thinking about. And, and it's, a, it's a picture. Um, we serve food here all the time. Um, it's fun to eat, don't get me wrong, but it's to promote fellowship, to promote connection. The early church did it. It, it helps us when there's something about um, eating together that breaks down a lot of barriers and allows us to fellowship. And bread's also a reminder of salvation which we see when we take communion, Matthew twenty six twenty six. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks and broke it, gave his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. So the Lord's Supper is a reminder of what Jesus has done for us. And, and each time that we celebrate communion, we're remembering the lengths that he went to so that we could be together. So the bread um, has a lot of 
uh, impact and significance in our life. It's a, it's a picture of our need to get to, connected to God and others for um, our physical, our spiritual, our relational, and our emotional wholeness. So all that's going on as we approach this part of the prayer. Give us today our daily bread. But I want to break it down a little bit into a few concepts as we look at it together. So the first point in your notes um, is this. Give us. Give us. Interestingly, the model prayer that Jesus taught his disciples does not say give me, but give us. Now, it doesn't mean that we, we don't ask God for our needs because we're supposed to, and we've already reread in the scripture, the, the scripture reading for today that God will absolutely take care of your needs. But I, I think what it begins to move us towards is that concept is that what God does bless us with is to be shared and, and not just taken in and sort of hoarded. Um, because God wants us to learn to be selfless instead of selfish. And so we're to share the blessings that come our way. This is part of the life that he gives us. We're, we're to be um, willing to share. Hebrews thirteen sixteen, And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. So we enter into this prayer with this idea of give us. And, and it should uh, help us to think. Now, uh, practically, when I move into this part of the prayer, I do, uh, as I pray it, it, it is a spot to, um, um, to give to God those things that are on my heart. This is where I kind of, the things that I sort of, uh, not worrying about, but are on me every day that don't seem to quickly resolve, I put them back to God and I, 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 I write them down. Um, and ask God to move into those situations. And so those are, you know, I, I do present my needs. But it's the concept. See, the, it's me and my and mine, those words, often becomes idols in our lives. And, and it, it's, it, the, the us helps us to not let that happen. So anytime we get um, uh, caught up with things that become more important than God, we end up in trouble. And so we, when we pray, sometimes we're, we're praying with, without the absolute right motive. So we, we need to begin to separate you know, needs and wants and then um, understanding that all of this is God's anyway and, and holding that context in as we pray. So it's, all, it's all God's. Um, what God is heading us towards is He wants us to know that, that in Him we have everything, but ultimately we should possess nothing. Because the things that tend to we grab a hold of as possessions often become idols, and so the where, where we're better off is saying all of everything that I have is God's. He gave it to me, and it's all His anyway. And and it's all temporary because all the neat stuff that you have stays here, except for your relationships, right? So they're all very, very temporary. They're part of the body thing, not the soul thing. And so it's, it's neat. But we need to make sure we understand that ultimately all that stuff is God's. It's all His. And He's allowing me the blessing of having them in my life. I have everything, but I possess nothing. That helps us to kind of hold things in the right balance so that we can connect God the way we should. Now, so, so I have everything because He's got everything. Uh, everything that I need, but I possess nothing. I don't want anything to get between me and God. And, and so he's always working on that, because most of us have some things like that. He, he, it, it, there's a lot of things that we kind of hold on to too tightly, because we're, we're a little afraid about what might happen if we give them to God. We get a bad picture sometimes of God and what might happen. And, uh, you know, Jesus came to save, not the enemies, the destroyer. 
So we, we have to kind of think about those things as we pray as well. And uh, ask God to help us in the process of, of always having a picture of that. I was funny, I'm, I don't know how this applies, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I, was, I flew up to uh, Chicago and back this week, quick flight to, um, for, for Paul and do his funeral up there in uh, Illinois. And um, so I flew up on Wednesday. I flew back on Thursday. On the way back home, Thursday, uh, I was in the, on, on the plane, and I was in the, in the second row back from the better seats. Uh, there's a whole section on the plane where there's better seats. And I was watching this whole thing because I, I could see it all, and I could smell it all, too. My senses were at work. Because on planes now, it's very fascinating. Uh, uh, this was a three-hour flight. And they gave us a soda, and that was it. Absolutely nothing else. Not a bag of crackers, not a bag of pretzels, nothing. Not that I wanted them anyway, but nothing, absolutely nothing. The whole time that the plane was going, the people in that other class were eating. <laughs> and they were eat- and f- the smell of food was moving through the plane. And I could see that their seats were much better than mine. And, and uh, I was looking at that, and I was thinking, you know, I'm only separated that by about five feet. I'm like, oh, I'm so close. <laughs> and then I started thinking, because I was fine. I was comfortable. You know, I was, it was, I was getting where I needed to be. And everything was, was fine. And I don't know if you ever run through that stuff, you know. And then I, I started thinking about that thing I was just talking. You know, I have everything. I possess nothing. I don't know. I hope those people are, know Jesus and they're happy and they have great relationships and everything else. But I wouldn't trade anything that I've, where I'm at right now to, to have that if it... it the cost, I think, is probably more than I'd be willing to pay. But, I, you know, I wasn't always that way. You know, I was always sort of like, oh, well, that's, those people are really living. Not necessarily. And so, you know, we have, to, we have to kind of look through our lives and what really matters, what's really important, what are we really heading towards, what really makes a difference. And, and you know, is my soul settled in the Lord? If I got that, I got everything. And everything else is temporary anyway. All right, so it says, give us. Then second point is today. Today. Matthew 6, 34. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow worry about self. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This concept of today is, is one of God's greatest pictures of mercy towards us because He's broken life down for us in 24-hour chunks. Um, and that's what He wants us to live in. Today. Um, Way too many people get stuck. Either they get so consumed by the past that they can't break free from it, and they're constantly trying to relive in their minds things from the past that are just gone. You can't change the past. You can't do anything about the past. It's behind you. It's everything back there is gone. It's done. There's, there's nothing in it. The only thing we might gain from the past is maybe some wisdom, but, but uh, to live better and figure out how we live. But we can't dwell in the past. Then a whole other group of people are consumed by what's coming. And they live their entire lives about what lies ahead. And they, they make plans and they prepare. And again, it's not bad to make plans and prepare. But if you get consumed by it, it becomes an idol. It takes the place of God. And you're so focused on, well, this is what, you know, ten years from now, this is what I'm going to do, that they miss now. And you're not, you don't know what's going to happen ten years from now. A lot of things change like that. And, and so oftentimes people sacrifice the now for what lies ahead that they miss the now. And this is the only place you get. This is it. This is what you've got right now, today. You get to live now. Life is all found here. Everything happens now. 
what's coming is cool and it's, we, can, we can count that Jesus has us and all those things. So we don't need to worry about it. But he wants us to connect into today. And, and this part of the prayer is to help us to remember that every day. Okay, put it all down. Don't worry about everything. Because we tend to get a little stirred up. And, and, uh, and it's like, just live in today. This is what matters. This is where life is. This is where I'm going to find Jesus. It's in today. And so, live with him and for him today. Th- this part of the prayer should help you to do that as well. And then, third point. Uh, give us today our daily bread. Our daily bread. Now, this is also very interesting because it has a a sort of a double meaning that I want to touch on. On the one hand, the word that's used here for daily means needful or subsistence. It's what we need for the day. God, give us today what we need for today. We're going to live in the day, so just take care of today. and, And He keeps doing that. We can trust Him. So, whatever the thing is for today that we need, God, would you would you take care of that for this day? And, and to me, that's the natural understanding of that verse. And we need to know that God takes care of us in the day. In the natural, I've told you before, if you get focused on the eternal, He takes care of the temporal. He does take care of it. And that's how He, he takes care of it, by providing our needs for the day. Philippians 4.19, My God will meet all your needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. On the other hand, this word has a very interesting kingdom connection. Remember last week I said the kingdom of God is God's authority to rule and reign in our lives. It's His rule and His reign. And, and so we touched on that last week. Now the kingdom of God, this, this right to rule and reign, um, was, was inaugurated when, when Jesus came the first time. On Jesus' first trip here, uh, He inaugurated the kingdom of God and uh, His rule and reign. So he inaugurated it, but it's not fully here yet. Because we can tell it's not fully here. That's why we have to pray for his will to be done and things to happen. It's not fully here yet. There's a very real enemy. There's things that go on that aren't good. There's things that are not perfect that are taking place. Sin abounds, all those things. So his kingdom is here, but it's not fully here yet. And, and so we live then in today in this tension that, that I call the now and the not yet. Um, and, and so, what that means is that the kingdom is here, but it's not fully here. When Jesus comes back, he'll, he'll consummate the kingdom then. He inaugurated it on his first trip. He'll consummate it when he comes back, and then he sets everything right. But we live in this tension where the kingdom is here, but not fully here. And so we need to understand that dynamic in, in our lives. It's, it's here, but not fully here. Um, so, how does that apply to this verse? That verse, give us today our daily bread... That word daily there is also the the root word um, for the word tomorrow. And so a legitimate translation of Matthew 6.11 is give us today the bread of tomorrow. We say, well, you just said, don't worry about tomorrow. This is the the spiritual, I believe, understanding of this verse. That There's the natural understanding, which is our, our physical stuff and our five senses. The spiritual understanding has to do with our faith. And developing our faith. And, and this verse it encourages us to do just that. The kingdom dynamic, uh, his rule and his reign is presented like this. When Jesus comes back, he's going to set everything right. We, I, I'll show you the verses. There's no more tears, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more death. Everything gets set back the way it was initially created and it's taken care of. It's all perfect. That's going to happen. He inaugurated it. He's going to come back and set it right. That's a, that's a, that is absolutely going to take place. It hasn't happened yet, but it's going to take place. 
What this verse tells us then is this. Um, we develop our faith this way. And it, it goes like this. Since, God, when you come back, you're going to fix everything, you're going to do everything right, then in faith, God, I'm asking you to do it today. And see, this is where we have faith to ask for the miraculous, to have faith to ask for the, the things beyond the natural. Um, it's our faith that develops, saying, God, you're going to do it. Would you do it now? It's not a demand. It's not uh, presuming on His sovereignty. It's, it's a faith development that says, you're going to do it. Would you do it now? And so this dynamic is how we move as believers into um, operating in the supernatural, in, in, the, in, in, in the naturally supernatural. It's, God, you're going to do it, so would you do it now? God, when you come back, you're going to restore everything. Everyone's going to be whole, healed, all those things. So when I approach this person who needs healing, Lord, I'm asking, on, and I'm asking in faith on the bread of tomorrow that you'd bring it today. And, and then it's on him. It's just my faith that I, I'm willing to ask, and then the results are all on God. But see, it's a development of my faith. I'm asking God for the bread of tomorrow, today. And, and that's a pretty big, important thing. Um, so, so that as we go, we're, we're praying for our natural stuff before Him, trusting in Him that He's going to take care of it, but we're also praying that He would move into the big things in our lives. And so we, we lift up all those big events to Him too, God, and ask You to move on. Because You're going to do it when You come back. Would You do it today? And, and that's part of that, that idea of that verse. So, um, we're asking God in faith, not only for our daily needs when we pray that, but we're asking Him for the miraculous as well in our lives, for the kingdom to break through into the days we live it out. So, those are the sort of the concepts of that part of the verse. And uh, I'd ask you to consider that this week, and we'll move on to the forgiveness next week. It's a big part. And think about that other question that I ask you, um, the way you're living. Are you living like a body with a soul or like a soul with a body? Because it will make an impact in your life. That's where we'll close it there. If you're watching by video or on television, thank you so much for spending these moments with us. We appreciate you and we know how valuable your time is. And, and thank you for spending it with us. And uh, we're going to go ahead and close with prayer. If you need anything, you can call us, write us, call, email us, whatever. And we'll do whatever we can for you as well.